Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey guys, happy Friday. Just jumping in here late Friday afternoon to record something that I woke up this morning and felt really suddenly inspired at like 5am to just start writing. So I thought, why not just hop on the podcast today and just share away? So it's about recovery, not being one size fits all. And this came up because we just would, uh, coach Ashley and I have been talking a lot about our coaching and how we're just passionate about the fact that it's, it's heavily individualized. 
and I guess so it's just been on my mind a lot lately and yeah I wish it was a one-size-fits-all plan but it's not so my functional nutrition counseling teacher Andrea Nakayama said this in class one day she said in reference to one-size-fits-all health protocols Maps tell us the most simple path from A to B, but even those maps only tell us the most seemingly direct route. In doing so, they disrupt possibility and overlook when the direct path may not be the best way. They bypass the pleasure and intricacy of the journey as it best suits the journey woman. And Einstein also said, Logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will get you everywhere. And as a past mentor somewhat of both Andrea Nakayama and myself, Annie Hyman Pratt has said, the direct path from A to B is never available. So she was actually um, a business coach of ours, Andrea Hyman Pratt. But it's so true in every aspect of life. There's the textbook definition, right? The the map view, but the direct path to from A to B is never available. All of this tells us that simply reading a protocol that is recommended to the masses is helpful, but not clearly the way forward. Let me be clear here. I am not bashing any kind of like course or book or anything like that. I do think that following a course without taking your unique needs into account is a bit like throwing everything at the wall because if you do something will stick i do think that advice based on survey data and meta-analysis of studies is super helpful and useful a thousand percent and we use that in our practice here too but like anything it's just not the full picture right like you wouldn't take a diet plan from a magazine and think this is definitely perfect for me knowing all you know now right So you need to take that and apply it to, you know, recovery information as well. There is more to everything. You must find the version of recovery that best serves your unique situation as a human. To do this, we take the information from studies and our knowledge of functional nutrition and exercise along with our ability to listen and have empathy for ourselves or for a client. And we need to create a plan that we're most likely to be successful with long term. So I'm not saying that there are people who don't need to eat more and don't need to like rest more or anything like that. You know, I think we know that by now none of us are unicorns and those fundamentals still apply, but then it starts to get more nuanced after that. You know, what does eating more look like for person A and versus person B? And what does resting more look like for person A versus person B? For example, Many women going through recovery have a history of disordered eating, which has also led directly to a history of digestive issues, serious ones. So how can this person follow the same protocol as someone without it? I've seen this many times. They cannot eat that much food. Digestive flare-ups will set them back in recovery. Some women are athletes at different levels of competition. How can we simply not take that life experience and passion into account? It's not as simple as stopping training. There are steps we can take first. Changes to training frequency and intensity. Mental reframes on training that allow us to see the actual way to train our bodies. 
not the training strategy that just says more is better. Many women are still working through fear of weight gain. How can we not take these women's perspectives and experiences into account before simply asking them to throw as much food and weight gain at the wall as they can? There are women dealing with cultural challenges. How does the woman at Ramadan eat for recovery? How does the girl who is in school because of a sports scholarship work around this? How does the woman who is battling back and forth daily between looking a certain way on her wedding day and her health figure out the path ahead? The truth about a one-size-fits-all program for recovery is that it's merely a suggested framework. You need to figure out the nuances of your life and make sure that your recovery protocol is suited to it. You also need to be committed to it. One of the challenges with this is that we're often very fair weather when it comes to our own programming or commitments. If I ask you what you're more, more likely to commit to, a program written for you by a trusted source or a program written by you, I guarantee you're going to say a program that is written for you by a trusted source. When taking your individual situation into account, you solidify your recovery, not just physically by getting your period back, but long term. You've learned what works for you and your life and your body. You've understood what areas of your life are the ones that have been holding your period back. You've learned and you've grown. Following a diet or exercise program that didn't take the full context of your life needs or mental state into account is actually what got you in this mess in the first place. So look, having a period is essentially a responsibility. It's a responsibility that we as women are born with. It's like someone's forced a puppy on us that we have to keep alive and well for the next few decades. If you have a pet, you know that it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Your pet has different mannerisms and some can be with other dogs and some can't. And Some are aggressive towards strangers and some will die of excitement to see strangers. Some have special dietary needs or medication and some need to be groomed in special ways and some will never need a groomer in their whole life. You as a human have these differences too, so you need to understand yours and just adjust accordingly. You know, the fundamentals are the same, the nuances are there. Here's a few suggestions because I don't want to just like drop this and then walk away without you having any idea where to look for these nuances. You can take these into consideration. Yeah. What are your nutritional requirements? Are you still active? I see this all of the time. Active women holding on to this 2,500 calorie number that's based off studies and meta-analysis and not off of themselves. What if you're super tall? What if you're crazy active? You know, do you have a pre-existing condition that your body is also dealing with? I see this a lot. Most of us have something else our body is dealing with. So if you do, consider your body's energy needs for that as well. Do you have digestive challenges that make it hard for you to eat that many calories? You know, do you need to figure out ways that you can eat it without the digestive discomfort? Are you eating sufficient of the three macronutrients? I cannot tell you how important it is that you're assessing your dietary habits. This is massive. You can get sufficient calories until the cows come home, but if you eat the same thing every day, seven days a week, and it's not nutritionally dense, or just it is, but it's never varied, you're potentially going to be held back from recovery or have a cycle that's suboptimal. And I don't mean that to scare you in any way. It's just reality. Like, I just am seeped in reality with this a bit. <laughs> Sorry. 
I, I really hope this doesn't offend anyone or bother anyone. You know, I, I'm just trying to say that I want you to dig a little bit deeper past the surface level of just eat more, rest more, and just take more of yourself into consideration. Other ideas, I guess, that are that are coming up for me is like your exercise needs, right? This could be, um, essentially, this is all about your background, like your mental state, and ultimately weighing up your priorities as an athlete if you are one. Exercise is actually important, and I want to remind you that the definition of exercise actually doesn't include weight loss, right? The definition of exercise is activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. No weight loss is involved in that definition. So when we write a protocol, exercise might mean skill work, mobility, walking, nourishing the joints, yoga, all the way through to potentially for some people, a light run or even weight training, specifically for my ladies who are at risk of osteoporosis or have some kind of risk that outweighs the benefits of altogether stopping. But this is individualized and it's not a excuse for you to find excuses as to why you should get to train more it's just very nuanced and i i encourage you to find like an unbiased third party maybe sit down with your partner your best friend a family member or someone else that you are friends with in the the ha community and ask them like hey this is what i'm thinking or seeing for myself um and my recovery protocol like i have this other condition or you know i'm super duper tall or you know i have this story in my head that 2500 calories i can't go over it but i think that maybe i do need to go over it like what do you think and get someone else's perspective on it because sometimes it's just really hard to trust in ourselves and our own intuition without that little extra boost so hey i hope this was fun i hope this was helpful i hope you go into the rest of your day or a week or a weekend, um, you know, with the, the mindset that, you know, maybe you deserve to look at yourself a little bit more closely and what you need to be successful and what you need to get your period back and just what you need to be happy. All right. Have a good one. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear 
the TempDrop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural this is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. 
They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.